Yeah, not a uh, not a good night for Danny. Yeah, he's having a rough go, man. He's having a <laughs> really rough go. Minus three. He came in hot. He came in real hot tonight. Yes, he did. <laughs> the dogs, the headphones. Oh man, the microphone. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. We are back. In the huddle, like we are every week, it's Tony, it's Corey, it's Daniel. Welcome back, guys. What up? Hey, ho, and oh, what do you know? There it is. Um, yeah, we are back. Uh, let's just get right into it. Anthony Richardson will not be back for Indianapolis next week or the next God week or the week after it. or the week after. He has almost tore his shoulder completely off of his body. Injured reserve for him. Injured reserve for... Justin Jefferson. What else? I feel like there was a lot of this going on. Devon Achan. Devon Achan. Reserve. Yep. Uh, James Conner. Some guys are kind of getting back. Yeah, James Conner. Is he on IR or is it just? It's he's on IR. Yep. Damn. Um, yeah, it's rough week for football. Rough week for fantasy football. Yeah, but, God, the scoring seems way, way down. Did that seem like that to you guys? I played against DJ Moore in every league, so no, the scoring seemed not <laughs> down so at no, all. No, it did not seem like it was. It was yeah, I got my teeth kicked in. It was horrible. I beat Jamar Chase in two leagues. Wow, nice. Yeah, that was tough too. I thought that. Yeah, I thought that was a, a steep hill when that game was over. Yeah. Any of these losses are they game changers for any of these teams? I feel like the biggest, the, the biggest, most affected team is going to be Minnesota. Losing Justin Jefferson when they already were struggling to win games. It almost is the nail in the coffin. And all the stuff we talked about before with Kirk Cousins not being traded, I feel like that may be out the window now. Yeah, it, comes, it becomes a reality for sure. This is a team that hasn't even won a game. And then they're definitely not winning any games without Justin Jefferson. So um, we, we ran some hypotheticals of some teams. Was that last week or the week before? And yeah. Uh, When's the trade deadline, by the way? It's the last week of October, I believe. I, I looked a week or two ago. Wow, it's, so it's coming up. It's right here. That's crazy. Yeah, it's fast. It's uh, I don't get the NFL there. I, I think it should be closer to like the, the three-quarter mark of the season, but whatever. Yeah, probably like week 10, week 11 right in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think week 10 makes more sense. But what is it now, week 7, 8? Uh, like not, not today, and not today, right now. I mean, what is the trade deadline? This week. Oh. Oh well, it's either week eight or nine. Probably yeah, eight or nine, right in there. So I don't know. That's we're kind of we're kind of splitting hairs, but I agree. It, it should be later. Yeah, it's right in the middle. Well, um, Kirk Cousins be dished. So Kirk, Kirk Cousins has a no trade clause. Last week we talked about teams. Maybe it was last week or the week before. So let's not go on too far about it. But let's pretend that the decision is made that the Vikings want to trade Kirk Cousins with his trade clause, no trade clause. He's got to be a part of that conversation. If you were Kirk, tell me one team you'd want to go to. If I'm Kirk? Mr. Cousins. Now, keep in mind, part of the negotiation with the new team is going to have to be Tuesdays off. I... uh I think we go right back to the Jets. Is it the Jets Kirk, still? Kirk, yeah, Kirk wants a Super Bowl. What other team is a quarterback away from a Super Bowl? You look at all these like bottom feeder teams, they need a lot more work. You know, even like Denver, um, they, I mean, and we're, you know, splitting hairs there because Russell Wilson, they're not going to, you know, that, that trade's unrealistic. But like just looking at the teams, they, the Jets are the only one that like, he could go to right now outside of maybe Cleveland, but no one wants to go to Cleveland. No one's going to the Browns. The Browns aren't going to, they're not buyers anyway, but that's not the question. Where, where yeah, would yeah, he yeah. want to go? I guess where, yeah. Where would he want to go is the exercise. Jets. I think it's the Jets. Jets. 
<clears throat> Jets make the most sense. You got to remember he's on the last year of a deal too. So he all, there's a chance, you know, they'd have to move him for less, which I think at this point is an option, like a, a third or fourth round pick here with one year left on the contract. I mean, Kirk might be able to make a little bit of noise with the Falcons. And I think last time we talked about this, Daniel, they were your pick, but the Falcons are playing decent football and their quarterback situation stinks. Uh, and they've got some targets there that <clears throat> could use a little bit of uh, quarterback help. And then I was also kind of looking through at some other teams. There's another one I saw. Um, well, I didn't think about, they just drafted a quarterback, but Tennessee Titans. They could, I was going to say that is my dark horse. I actually really like Tennessee. The only thing I don't like about that is you got Will Levis sitting in the, you know, if, if Tannehill really starts sticking it up, you're going to go to Levis opposed to bringing in a veteran. So, right. All right. Here's my dark horse. Relatively difficult division, top heavy with a couple of teams. The Washington Commanders have had some good quarterback play. But we talked in our text messages last week while we watched them. You know, they've got weapons fucking everywhere, like wide receivers galore. They all can produce. They're all performing. They're all elite freak athletes. And what did you need? You ended up getting your bet. But it was... Um, oh, McLaurin had four receptions. McLaurin had four receptions. Should have been a smash no-brainer. And Corey's yeah, biting, his, biting his fingernails off at the end of the fourth quarter trying to figure out how to get one more desperation touch that means nothing. Um, I think Kirk that, has that's PTSD. What it was. Has what? PTSD from Washington. I don't see oh, I wasn't back. even thinking about that. Yeah, he's all right. that's where he started. Well, <laughs> they did the old triple tag. Well, he got paid a lot of money for that triple tag, by the way. I know, but there was just no security. He felt like every year was, you know, a contract year, and there's there's something to be said about that. Well, why not do it one more time? It'd be a contract year for him. Sure. Okay. He wants paid again. So you're right. Um, it's. It's the question was where would Kirk want to go? It's not the Commanders. You're right. I don't think he would pick that team. They do have new ownership. One, though. one more dark horse. They'd have to do it right now. They couldn't wait another week or two. They'd have to do it right now in the next two minutes. Is the New England Patriots? Oof. They've had a horrible. They've had a horrible start to the season, but we we've seen what Bill Belichick can do with a good quarterback. So I don't think that's. Um, he's I, not, I he's, said super dark horse. He's super not getting, dark horse. He's not getting Tuesdays off. What is this Tuesday's off thing? That's a thing. I think that's a thing, isn't it? Did you watch the quarterback show? Uh, a little bit of it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came up then. Do the Vikings have Tuesday's off? Kirk Tuesday's Cus off? Kirk Cousins has Tuesday's off. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I don't know if they all do or not, but he does. That's interesting. Maybe that's why they're not very good. Maybe he should be working on Tuesdays. I mean, shoot, you only work fucking six months out of the season anyways. You might as well work on Tuesdays. I've got a pop-up. I've got a really annoying pop-up here. Okay, I got it. Got it, it's gone. Daniel, you are struggling over there with that camera. Look at how, he's like Da Vinci. Curled up hand. Dude, okay. It's my internet tonight. It's been rough. Well, it's okay. We're going to ignore it. Um, okay. Anything else? I mean, we talked about some injuries. We're going to rank our, we're going to do some, some mock, some pseudo power rankings here. Before we do that, how bad are the Cowboys? Bro. The Cowboys are bad. Dude, I'm tired of all these dudes on TV giving them the glug glug 4,000 4, all day, every day. It was so nice to see them get their freaking heads bashed in. Oh, okay. Oh. I thought the, the text from Corey after the first score was the best. When the All Niners right. went up quick and he texted and he said, they're already playing with their food. <laughs> and that's what it ended up being, dude. I saw it coming from a fucking mile away. They played the literally the four worst teams in the league, lost one of those games. Like, I don't think they're a bottom feeder. Like, they're obviously better than those teams. But for these, the national media had them as Super Bowl contenders, which is absolutely ridiculous. It's Dak, I, isn't it? Dak is the problem. He's not a good quarter. Like, he's a good quarterback, but he's not a, 
they try to put him up there with Mahomes and Josh Allen. He is not there. He's not in that tier at all. No, he's not. He's like he's like a better version of Jacoby Brissett. Oh my god. Oh. It's offensive. <laughs> oh. How much more is he getting paid than Jacoby Brissett? A lot. <laughs> Got him. A lot more. Got him. He's ready. He's ready to negotiate his new contract as the Cowboys franchise quarterback. Hold on. I'm going to look this up. Um, I want to see how bad he really is. Just looking at paper. Oh, it's bad. He, there have been two games this season where he has not thrown for over 200 yards. Uh, one of those games against the 49ers, he threw three interceptions, passer rating of 51.6 that game, by the way. Um, his completion percentage is about 70%. I mean, he's making most of his passes. The Niners game is... Who, go ahead. You guys know who Geno Smith is? I've heard of him. Dak Prescott, same guy. Same guy. Comeback player of the year, bro. And he wasn't even hurt. Both of them. Both of them. That's right. They, oh, my God. They're the same guy. They're the same person. Holy shit. Hold you. Hold you. <laughs> yeah, dude, fuck the Cowboys. They're fucking god-awful. I missed that They're opportunity, about to, but now we got it. Let's look at their schedule coming up here. It's really unfortunate that Trayvon Diggs got hurt, too, because then they could have that internal, like, oh, well, we'd be a lot better with our star corner. Yeah, with their corner who sucks, he just takes a bunch of risks and get he gets an interception every other game. Yeah. But besides that, good. he's getting destroyed. Yeah. Gives up the most touchdowns in the league, but has the most picks in the league. That's about yeah. right, because every quarterback throws at him 12 times a game. Good corners don't have that problem. Exactly. If, if you're a really good defensive player, I remember when uh, Malik Hooker was playing for the Colts and you never heard his name called, never at all. He wasn't making tackles, nothing. Well, nobody would throw in his direction. And often, like as a corner or a safety, like having no stats is really what you want because you don't even want the team throwing the ball your way because your coverage is so good. Upcoming schedule for the Cowboys at the Chargers, uh, home versus the Rams. Rams are tough. At the Eagles, they got the Giants, Panthers. God. Um, Three in a row losses right there. End <laughs> of the season, four out of the last five games, you got Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. Four out of oh the five God. last five games. That's brutal. This is, Are the Cowboys even a playoff team? Well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about it. What's Would the you, The Cowboys right now are three and two with a very tough schedule coming up. Uh, Let's go through them one by one, just because I love shitting on the Cowboys. Let's go through these. All right, all right. right. Have you got them? So we're three and two. We're three and two. They're going to the Chargers. I don't like that. I don't like the away. I I think they lose. Okay, so we're three and three. Uh, Home versus the Rams. I think that's an upset alert for the Rams. So now we're three and four at the Eagles. I don't like that either. I think they three lose three five. straight. I think they really go into the dumpster and people start pitchforking McCarthy's driveway. Okay, and then after the pitchforking starts, they are at home against the Giants. They should win that. So we're four and five, They'll and then we're at the we're at the Panthers. Imagine that's the game that the Giants finally get their shit together. They'll win that. Yeah, that'd be like great. The one game the Giants play this year. At the Panthers, the Panthers, they beat the Panthers. The five and five. National media, Cowboys are back. Here they guys, come. Guys, listen, it was just a little slump. Dak Prescott is elite. They're getting he hot is, at guys. the right time. The defense is turning up. Dak is making passes. Tony Pollard is yeah. running the football. Look and oh, my out. God. And don't forget about Micah Parsons. All right, so we're 5-5, five and five and we're home against the Commanders. They beat the Commanders. We're six and five. Holy shit, guys. The Cowboys are rolling. Uh, we're at home against the Seahawks. Lose. Six and six. Oh, my God. What's going on? Maybe maybe we jumped the gun. Oh, we got the Eagles this week. We're at home, though. Sunday night Done. football. Done. Shit on Lose. So we're six and seven. Then we're going to the Bills. Lose. Done. That's late in the year, too. Six and eight. We're at the Dolphins. Done. Lose. Six and nine. We're at home against the Lions. 
knows? Maybe a, maybe a win out of nowhere. It doesn't seven, even matter. They're out. Seven and nine. We're at the Commanders. We're fit. We're They're going to lose one wins. against the Commanders. They're going to lose one against the Commanders. Call it right now. This is a 500 Cowboys team. Are we, so we're going to do a tier, tier ranking here, kind of our power rankings. We're going to toss these teams into different categories. We've got the top category, which is Super Bowl contender. Second category is a playoff team. Like they're probably going to be there. Don't know if they're a Super Bowl team though. We've got wild card hopefuls. So good teams. Uh, you know, the way we're talking about the Cowboys right now, we might put them there. We've got meh. Maybe they got a shot. And then we got Caleb Williams, you know, the teams that are really getting after Caleb Williams this year. Where are we going to put the Cowboys? Let's just start there. I think they're a wild card here. Yep. Yep. Wild card. Okay. You guys are going to outvote me. I'd be fine putting them at playoff team. Um, but we did just break down the schedule and they're probably a wild card hopeful, but the NFC is kind of stinky. So there could well, be a lot yeah, of other bad teams. Look too. Inky, well, inky. the Eagles will take the, the Eagles are taking the division. They are a playoff team. The Cowboys have to be a wild card to get in. So they are a wild card. That hopeful. is true. Yeah. I love it. Unless we're talking about down. a situation where like, there's going to be there. We're going to talk about teams where there's two guys that we like, there's the, there are going to be divisions with multiple playoff teams. If we know it, clear and obvious, we, we, we can call them that. I'm not saying we can only count the division leader. I'm not trying to make that rule right now. But in this situation, there are two games back from the Eagles. We know the Eagles are going to take it. They're only one game ahead of the Commanders. And I think we're not going to have the Commanders below meh, right? So, Correct. Yeah. That's kind of my uh, so. Process. Let's just start there. Uh, we'll just continue with this division. So Eagles, I I think Super Bowl contender in the Eagles. They're they're coming off a Super Bowl appearance and they look just as tough. Yep. Easy easy discussion there. Eagles are Super Bowl contenders in the top tier. Uh, we brought up the Commanders. Are they meh or are they a wild card? A wild card hopeful. I, I think it was last week or the week before. I'm, I it was my hot take. I said, Commanders are making the playoffs this year. I think today, given the talent that we were talking about on offense, the defense is just really just letting us down. Like the talent, the players are there. They're not performing. It's possible if this thing gets turned around. If I don't know, this might be a situation like we saw with Carolina last year where the head coach gets fired halfway through the season and the team like comes back to life. That could very well happen. Um, no matter what, I think they're so close. They are a wild card hopeful. To me, I would put them in there. It's going to take a little more quarterback play. We're starting to see that. Uh, the defense has to step up, though. It, this hinges on the defense. All right, let's just polish off this division. New York Giants. They no, might I, I don't Caleb want to move Williams, on. I want right? to, let's double down on this. This is interesting. They're coming up against the Commanders. They're coming up against the Falcons, the Giants, the Patriots. They do play the Eagles, uh, but they play the Giants again and the Seahawks. I mean, they've got a winnable stretch coming up here where we talked mm. about Dallas having not such a favorable schedule. Washington can make up some ground here while Dallas implodes a little bit. Okay. I like it. Wild card hopeful. For, for Washington? Yeah. Where have you been? I... I was thinking that maybe we put them in a tier below that. I don't know that they're that good. Okay, tell me about it. I mean, yeah, they have the talent, but it's like, like what you said, their their defense is a liability, but their offense isn't great either. It's not like they're, you know. I mean, I'm a, seeing. If they had a change at quarterback, they'd be a completely different team like some of these. 35 points against the Broncos, only three against the Bills, 31 against the Eagles, 31 points against the Eagles. I mean that's legit. That's I think that a lot a lot of that's Sam Howell though. Twenty against the yeah. Bears, and Brian Robinson has has really made, been a difference maker this year. So I don't know. Hmm. Let's, uh, Corey, let's leave it. Break the wild it. card. They're they're hopeful for a wild card. Okay. New York Giants, the last team in this division, NFC East. My God, we could put them in the Caleb Williams columns, but because. Caleb Williams column. The only reason we can't is because they just paid Daniel Jones so much fucking money that they can't afford to lose. <laughs> Meh. Well, well, even if they're in the Caleb Williams column, doesn't mean they're not going to be like one of the top picks. Yeah, I think even if a team's not necessarily looking for Caleb Williams, 
they can still be in that tier. Okay, so I guess. A Have question. you guys seen this Caleb Williams news? That he may go back to school because he doesn't want to play for a bad team. Yeah, and that he named his teams that he'll play for, and if they aren't like set to draft him, then he's just going back to school. What? I didn't. Who see are his that. teams? I'm looking for him. He's publicly tweeted this. See, I don't know if I like that out of my franchise quarterback, to be honest. I don't mind it. The way the NIL deals are going right now, I mean, he he holds I mean, he holds the keys of the kingdom. It's like I mean, why unless, would I? Unless he gets hurt and the NFL doesn't want him and then he has one year left of college eligibility and he's fucked himself out of four years of NFL contract. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and and he paints his nails. <laughs> yeah, that's a little strange. That was good timing. I got that one right. Hey, uh, te- could he technically? You can play five years in college, right? So he could technically stay for two more years after this year. No, you have to redshirt one. I don't think he can play five. We're seeing that right now because of COVID rules. But yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't think he can. Oh yeah, oh yeah. His dad said the funky thing about the NFL draft process is he'd almost be better off not being drafted than being drafted first. The system is completely backwards. Terrible advice. You go to the worst possible situation, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league. Because of their desire for parity, they get the first pick. He's not wrong. What do you mean he's not wrong? Do they want a fucking lottery? Everybody that gets the number one pick, just they're trash teams. Yes, that's how it works. The worst team gets the best player in the pool. I know. What do you mean it's trash? What do you mean it's garbage? You want a lottery. You want the best team to get the best player. No. I'm still looking for his list here. It's it's coming. I I don't think he has a list. He does. I don't think he does. I think you made that up to stop us. Are the Giants a bottom feeder? Yes. All right. They're going in the Caleb Williams category. All right. I just have a hard time with that, but whatever. Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, wild card hopeful. Pretty strong wild card hopeful. Okay. I'll, I'll hear I, arguments. I'm fine with that. I'll hear we're arguments. We're not for, calling them a playoff can, playoff If you team. want to, that's what I was going to say. We can move them up one if it makes sense, but obviously we can't move them down. Yeah, I think it makes sense. They're, uh, someone's going to win this division, and yeah. it's not Houston. It's Colts. With and Gardner I think the other two teams are a little stronger. So. All right. I think, I think Jacksonville's at this moment in time, is the best team in the division. All right. So I, I was I was, playoff I was thinking playoff team. Do it. Move them up. There you go. Uh, we've got the Miami Dolphins. Here's a fun one. Um, do the what, Miami Dolphins have enough juice? I think they're definitely a playoff team. Do they have enough juice to get into that Super Bowl contender category? Super Bowl contender. I'm, I'm going to say no. I say absolutely. No. Niners, Dolphins, Super Bowl. Two weeks ago, the Bills mopped the floor with them. Wasn't That's what close. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. When they get into these real good teams, the Dolphins are one of those teams that's going to absolutely smash a team that isn't well-rounded. But when they play a well-rounded team, I feel like they can, you know, a a well-rounded team can wrangle them a little bit. So I'm going to put them, I'm with Daniel. Are you in playoff? Are you playoff team, Daniel, for the Dolphins? Yeah. They have more points scored than any team in NFL history in five weeks. I understand. Okay, you ready? Caleb Williams said this. Sorry to keep beating this, but I found it. He says that he can make more money returning to USC than as a rookie in the NFL and that he could pick what team he wants to go to because of that. And the only five teams that he would play for are the Cowboys, the Vikings, the 49ers, the Raiders, or the Giants. Well, at least I you picked a bunch of terrible teams. Was, All right. 49ers well, and Vikings? I mean... The Vikings are kind of a shitty team right now. The 49ers yeah, isn't going to happen. Raiders and Giants might be in that lottery. Well, right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, the Cowboys aren't happening. You say the Niners? Niners. Not that's happening. not happening either. Not, not going to happen. And so we have Giants, Raiders, Vikings. So it's realistic. So he wants to go to a team that's well run. Raiders aren't that, and neither are the Giants. So I don't know what. I'm guessing. This is a little bar ball situation here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm guessing he's thinking that McDaniel is going to be fired in 
I'm out on Caleb Williams. <laughs> I was I was willing to look past the fingernails being painted, but <laughs> Giants and Raiders? Okay. That's what he picked. That's what he wants. Okay. Um, <laughs> next team we next team we he need said to I was willing here. to look past the fingernails. <laughs> okay, you're growing, right. Corey. You're growing. Here's another. Here's another fun one, guys. Uh, the Detroit Lions. The, the, the Lions look good. Lions look so good. God, guys. Hey, Jared Goff, boys. Here's the we're going playoff team. Next year, next year they're making progress every year. Next year they can turn into a juggernaut. They can be in that Super Bowl contender category, but right now they're a playoff team. The only unfortunate thing is they're one of their better corners tore his ACL, and it's back to back years. Oh, that was so brutal now, too. The other knee too. Yeah, both knees now. Mm. But because that's all they're lacking is really defensive backs, and that team is special. They're very you got Jared. They can put up as many points as they want with Jared Goff. They're fine. Did you see today? You're going to love this, Daniel. Is this Dan Campbell's quote on his bell cow? Yes. Running back. Yes. Dan Campbell has a bell cow running back. <laughs> I knew it. I thought of you I immediately. It. You guys. It's the right decision. <laughs> it's not. But it's fine. I really regret that trade, by the way. Good. Anyway. Oh, dude, I got so much shit for that trade. Yeah, you did. I, I, I was, like, defending my house against the freaking mob, dude. Oh, I thought, yeah, which, you were. Which trade, which trade is this? I uh, traded Debo I, for David Montgomery and Rasheed Rice. Both of them have outperformed. I, I was one of the ones who was upset because yeah. Tony's team got better. Uh, it didn't. It didn't. It actually lost because of it. I lost a game because of that trade. Good. What do you mean Good. What the fuck are you talking about? Good. <laughs> Me and you are competing for the top in this okay, league. That's good. good. Yeah, that's good. All right. Our next team to discuss is the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are three and two, and they are tied for second in the division with the Falcons. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers lead that division at three and one. They're coming off a bye. Um, how do you guys feel about the Saints? Are they? I, I think wild card hopeful is an option here, but I th- also think Mez is an option. Like they have yeah. not been impressive at all. Honestly, I have them in the meh category because I don't know who this team is still. They got better when Kamara came back. I will give them that. So maybe moving forward, they have a little bit more juice on offense. Uh, But, man, they have just looked. God, they've had some questionable weeks. They've had some really questionable weeks. And when I look at this whole division, I think we can make this easy. With the Falcons, the Saints, and the Panthers specifically, and the Buccaneers too, all four of these teams have scored fewer points than any other team in the conference, the entire conference. Everybody else has scored more points than yeah. the division. Really? Except They're for the, the bottom four? Except for the Giants. Oh, my God. The, the Giants are the only team in the conference to have scored fewer points God, than any of rough. them. And the Giants have what, scored what, fewer um, points than all of them, by the way. What order does it go in in the division? Who sure. scored points? The Saints have scored the most with 96. The Panthers, the second most with 91. 84 for the Buccaneers and the Falcons, 83. So they're all clumped really close together in offensive stats. The Panthers have Buccaneers, had. Buccaneers. Bucks had their bye. Who else? Has anyone else had their bye in that? The Bucks have had no. their bye, and they haven't had Mike Evans, who I think is the number one weapon with Baker Mayfield. Um, so here. Here's how I feel about this division. I think we can put the Bucks, Falcons, and Saints all in wildcard hopeful. Because here's my thing on the Saints is Derek Carr's on a new team. Let him get settled in a little bit. Kamara's back. Let's see how they look the next few weeks. They're, they're three and two. Um, I think I don't think the wild card's out of the question for him. I think if you guys are okay with it, we can put Bucks, Falcons, and Saints all in wild card hopeful. Dude, I was thinking put them all in meh, except for the Bucks. Give the Bucks the wild card that hopeful. That was my decision. Yeah. I like that. Bucks, Bucks are the best team in this division. And they look so much right. better with I'd Mike Evans. Put them and then... And then Atlanta and New Orleans, they have some stuff to work on. And then Carolina, absolute bottom feeder. Listen, Frank Reich, I I watched one of his press conferences for the Panthers, and he just looks beat, man. (laughs) He's so demoralized. Dude, he does not look like a head coach when he's up there talking. It's like he's like the – Who? 
Frank Wright? He's always looked that way. He's a fucking moron. You're climbing know, the hill, I've like, got one foot in front of the other, just keep climbing that mountain. That's and I think the gimmick's over <laughs> for him. I really do. I like if it, if I was zero and four and this was my leader, I'd be like, all right. I don't know what he did before he was a head coach. I'm so pissed off right now, but he needs to go back and do whatever that was because he, he was an offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Yeah, he was. Whenever they went to school. Oh, that's right. I remember that now. He's he's the guy that came in because McDaniel's backed out. And come to find yep. out, we actually would have been better off with McDaniel's in the first place, and that's fucking terrible oh, too. Oh God, stop! Uh, okay, I don't, I don't mean that. I'm just, I'm just, mad. Right. I'm just mad. Kansas City Chiefs. I like, I like Frank Reich. I like it's Frank really Reich. He's a nice guy. I mean, he's, he's very a likable. Horrible football coach. Horrible football. Very coach. likable. I don't know. The uh, I watched the Hard Knocks Colts, which I'm sure you guys did too, and uh, he he seemed like he knew what he was doing for sure. Well, yeah, he's been around football, but you're leading a group of grown men. Look at the quarterbacks that he's had. As a head coach, we got Matt Ryan at the – he shouldn't even have been playing that year. Carson Wentz. He picked those quarterbacks. He picked Phillip Rivers. What do you mean you get it? You got to – listen, that's the worst. I'm going to shove that so far down your fucking throat, Daniel. He picked Phillip Rivers. He picked Carson Wentz. He picked Jacoby. He probably had a hand in Matt Ryan, and that's why they had to kick him out the door. And he picked Bryce Young. He didn't pick jack shit. He didn't get to have anything to do with that. Uh, did you guys he see a press conference this week? Yeah, he's, he's a brand new head coach that failed with five other quarterbacks. Why wouldn't they let... It was the first overall pick anyway. They knew they were going to take Bryce Young. It had nothing to do with him. I could have been the head coach there, and they were taking Bryce Young. All I got to say is he won a Super Bowl with Nick Foles at quarterback. Okay. No, the no, that was the Jaguars head coach that won the Super Bowl. Doug Peterson, but yes. also Frank Reich. Remember, there was a day where we said, maybe that wasn't Doug Peterson. Maybe that was Frank Reich. Well, We've had that argument. Come to find times. out, six well, years later, think, we can clearly see that it was actually Doug Peterson. But let's, yeah, let's think about that a different way. <laughs> let's think about this a different way. Frank Reich was the last coach to get hired that year, so he... He was the, I don't know how many teams are up for new coaches, probably five or six. Slim he pants. wasn't in that top five or six. Slam until pants. Yeah. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl contender? Well, yeah. Yeah, they have to be. Okay. Um, Houston Texans. Uh, I mean. I think, man, they're, they're tough, but I think they're still in the meh category. I do so too. I mean, they're tough. They're scrappy. Yeah. I like him. Yeah. I do too. Uh, Chicago Bears. God, bottom they're garbage. Bottom. Make a Caleb new column. Williams. Make a new one. Hey. Although, Justin Fields' season isn't as bad as what it seems. Oh, Jesus. Seriously. You sound like, you sound like a Chicago Bear. Guys, well, hold on. He's, you know, I know we're one no, and four saw, and we're supposed to be at leaders. 11. I saw stat leaders. You'd, you'd be surprised how close his stats are to, like, Pat Mahomes right now. Oh, my. Oh, hey, he has you, guys, you guys remember when Jacoby... Within 100 yards passing, I mean, that close. You guys remember when Jacoby Brissett, that first year he played, after Andrew Luck retired, he, was, he had better stats than Pat Mahomes through, like, six weeks? I think every time we talk about this, it increases a week. I just pulled up the stats the other day for somebody. For 12 weeks. And I found a clip of a, one of the dudes on NFL Network. I forget his name, but he's he's pretty popular now. But he was calling him an MVP candidate, and it lined right up Ooh. with what I was saying. So, you know what? Let's give Justin Fields the MVP award right now. Yep. And while we do it, never mind. You're going to get me going. Stop. That's fine. <laughs> Uh, the New York Jets playoff hopeful. Nah, you I'm going man. Nah. Okay, I got they're, in, they're in a division with the Dolphins and the Bills. They're just they don't have enough juice. Really, not enough juice. Yep, underwhelming. Uh, Pitt, ugh, Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you talk guys are wrong about the Jets. Talk about it. They're, they're leading their division. Like the idea of watching them play football makes me want to claw my eyes out. Oh God. They're leading their division with a point differential of negative 31 points. Oh, my God. 
Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna. Oh god! I I say, despite them leading the division today, they are meh. Meh. Man, sure. I'm, going, I'm going the same way. Yeah, I'm going the, same way. the Bengals yeah, do this every year. Bad. The Ravens are a better team with the same record. So the only reason the Steelers are leading is because I don't have the, all the stats. Because the Ravens blew it at the very end. Yeah, I guess that's the only reason. That'll sort itself out next week. That'll sort itself out. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals, uh, wild card hopeful? Yeah, definitely. And let's yeah, throw the Ravens so. in there also. Yeah, good with that. Wild card. Ravens haven't looked, you know, top tier or anything, but I think they're a solid football team. They just seem to find their groove. You uh, see uh, all the drops last week? Lamar was hitting these guys in the numbers. There's yeah, a lot of drop. Yeah. It was terrible. It's brutal. Uh, San Francisco 49ers. I wish there was a tier above Kansas yeah, City really. and the Eagles, but there's there not. Is there a tier for the best team in football? Just put a Super Bowl champion tier in, and we'll leave them up there. <laughs> I just put them. I slid them to the left of the Eagles and the uh, Chiefs. There you go. Uh, the Bills. Bills uh, got some injuries. They just yeah. lost their top corner. I'm going playoff team. I don't think the they're in the could be made. For a tier above that, I don't know. I I think playoff team makes sense. I mean, at the end of the day, we have three teams in the playoff team tier. A lot more teams are going to get in, and when I look at the teams left available, I don't see a lot of playoff teams. If I'm being completely honest with you, so we're going to end up moving some of these up. Let's go ahead and put them where we're ultimately going to end up putting them. They are a playoff team. Okay, uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Unfortunately, unfortunately, like a big that. old Caleb Williams. Yeah. No, no, I, I like the, I like the nuts on this team right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think, I think, I think they deserve to be in the meh category, even though they're like a trashy dumpster fire. Because look at the games. Like look at the games they played. They competed with the 49ers for three and a half quarters. They beat Dallas. They okay. had a great game before the Dallas. I, I think this this team has shown up. I don't mind them. They're interesting. I moved them into the meh category. They're not okay. trying to lose as much as I expected them to be trying to lose. No. I'll, I'll tell like, you that well, much. Come on, guys. I'm supposed to be doing this. <laughs> uh, Tennessee Titans, wild card hopeful. Uh, yeah, at this point, they're eating up. They're finally starting to use Derrick Henry again. Actually, I, they're I not going to make the argument for Derrick Henry got out-snapped by Tajay Spears again last week. They're not using Derrick Henry. I said Derrick I meant to say DeAndre Hopkins. Oh. My bad. Yeah, they did do that. But that was DeAndre Hopkins yeah. against the Indianapolis Colts. There's no better poison to use against that team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with I'm you. Going, I'm going to go meh on I'm, the Titans. I'm meh on the Titans. Yeah, the, I'm not. And the Colts I'm beat fine. the Colts just beat the Titans. Let's do the Colts next. Well, okay. That was such a close game. Yeah, but here, here's the thing, though. At the end of that game, the Colts needed a good drive to seal that thing, and they did it, and that's what good teams do. They whooped the shit out of the Titans. <laughs> it would have been even worse if Anthony Richardson hadn't gotten hurt. Well, that we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> uh, the Chargers. I think they're a playoff team. They're a playoff team. They are in the division with the Chiefs. Um yeah, I think even though they're going to get a wild card, I think they're probably pretty secure as a wild card. So I think we can put them in playoff. Yeah, there we go. And that's what um, I was talking about I, earlier, is exactly let's accept that some of these wild cards are going to be playoff teams. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, obviously the record reflects Caleb Williams, but I think they're probably a little better than that. I'm, I'm saying man on the Vikings. I agree. Dude, just look look ahead, though. We're talking right now, moving forward. Are they? I mean, do you expect them to win any games without Justin Jefferson? Well, I didn't think about that. He's out at least four weeks. So, I mean, I don't. So, we're looking at 0-8 to start the year. They got the Bears, the Niners, the Packers, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders, Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. I mean, that was, quick, that was a quick rundown, but I see them winning two of those games. God. Oh, come on. There's four or five in there. I don't know if there are. I'm going, I'm still with the Broncos. It's all I heard. Raiders. 
They could be, let's go Caleb Williams because they're a team that could really be on the hunt for Caleb Williams. So they could just fucking. And Caleb said he'll only play for them. So sounds like a match made in heaven or hell. Yeah. Beautiful. God, that'd be Uh, great for JJ. Daniel, where would you like to place the Colts? We'll ask you first. Um, where do we put Tennessee? Meh. Meh. I think, I think they're a better team overall than Tennessee, even with Gardner Minshew. So I think they go in the third category of, of playoff hopeful. I know this division has been kind of rough recently, and I know Jacksonville we're saying is kind of that top tier, but I mean, they gave Jacksonville a game and Anthony Richardson's still not out for the whole year. Gardner looks serviceable, which I think the offense, honestly, and I think you guys will get what I'm saying when I say this. With Gardner, I think the offense is a little bit more complete. Absolutely. And so I think it's more complete, but less explosive. I disagree. Guys like Josh Downs, Michael Pittman, even Alec Pierce, those guys will actually like be more in the game plan. And I think, I think the Colts need that. Yes. So, um, Here's where I, did, yeah, I didn't I, I want to start us off with this, but, but I really, really did. I kind of did try to, it's like I wanted to, but I didn't necessarily want to commit to it myself. You guys didn't take the bait. I wanted to talk about Anthony Richardson and what this looks like for the Colts. I was hoping when I said, is Justin Jefferson crushing the Vikings? You'd be like, well, we should talk about Anthony Richardson too, and blah, blah, blah. But we didn't. But I'm going to do it now. Here's, here's my thoughts in a nutshell. <clears throat> He's getting ready. He's clearing the throat. Corey, He's said, up. Corey said the team's less explosive. With Garner Minshew, they're less explosive. I would argue they are just as explosive in a different way. Now, it's more of a traditional quarterback system. Gardner has some mobility. He's a bigger body. He is a smarter quarterback. And I don't mean that as a knock to Anthony Richardson. I just mean experience in the locker room, experience at practice, experience against defenders, understanding to not always get stuck on a certain read, just the experience that comes with it. As a Colts fan. Who's more, who's more talented, Tony? I think, I think Richardson's more talented. The raw, okay. pure talent. Just as long as you're on the same page with that. The, the trouble that I run into is as a Colts fan, I'm torn in between letting the young quarterback with more talent learn how to play football in real-world environments, maybe at the risk of losing a couple of games. I think Richardson could cost Indianapolis as many games as he wins them. He's not Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck was a genius. That's the big difference is like people think that because He's a better version of Andrew Luck in all these physical abilities. He's a better runner. He's more mobile. He's a bigger body. He has an even, I think he has an even stronger arm than Andrew Luck had. I mean, he can really put the ball down the field. All these things are true, but he doesn't have the football, I, I don't, not football IQ. What am I trying to say? The, I mean, he's raw. The offense moves better with Minshew, and I think they actually have a better chance of winning games today with him. The trouble is that comes at the cost of not gaining experience. You're kicking this can down the road. We want this guy playing games so that he can be an effective quarterback. I believe he can be as long as he's healthy. My only concern with him is his health, and I'm willing to watch him grow and learn as he plays. But, but I am very satisfied with Carter Minshew as the backup quarterback for the Colts. He's going to look like a starter. He looked great in Jacksonville as a starter. He, he is going to fit right in, and it's working uh, I think that, that when I say the offense is explosive in different ways, it's like what you were saying, Daniel. Josh Downs is looking, he's looking like the real deal. Alec Pierce is getting the ball when Gardner Minshew is throwing it. Uh, all these other things are opening up that didn't happen with Richardson. And because of that, I think the team is a little more complete. And I think they have a better chance of being wildcard hopefuls. Yeah, I mean, being complete is definitely not easier to watch. I think when you have Anthony Richardson in the lineup and, you know, they're, they're starting the ball in the 25, the odds of having, you know, 60 plus yard flash touchdown from somebody goes way down with Minshew. Um, now Minshew will give you longer or more possession time and more first downs as they methodically work their way down the field. But I think with Anthony Richardson, the teams have to obviously game plan more for, so many more things because of what Anthony Richardson can do. And I think the huge, like 
oh my god where'd that come from that was awesome like bomb touchdowns like just stuff happening the craziness won't happen with Minshew. that's just how i feel yeah it might be better it might I, be I agree i agree one one way you look at it but that's just that's how it is the one thing for that example, i'll say go ahead Corey. for example the zach moss touchdown last week the 50 yard run does not happen with gardner Minshew in the game if you yeah. watch that play the safety and the linebacker on that right side of the field both bit down on anthony richardson getting the ball and that left the field wide open for him to run through it wasn't Anthony Richardson making that play, but just the fact that Anthony Richardson was on the field allowed that play to happen. I'll buy that. Yeah. There's going to be harder victories to get with Gardner in there. I'll buy so that. I, I don't think, I think the team's about the same with both of them, but it's a, exactly how Daniel described it. It's a trade off. Minshew's going to get your, he's going to be more consistent, get you your short completions, get you your first downs, but he doesn't bring that juice of the explosive play and that threat of the explosive play. So, um, but he's know, the best a, backup in the league, I think. Hundred percent. And I, I love it. Having a, the best backup in the league is the most priceless thing. It's backups and a really good kicker, like two of the biggest things you could spend money on. It just Colts sucks as a, like, as a Colts fan. You know, this year was never about win wins and losses. It was about watching Anthony Richardson. We knew that there were going to be some bad plays. He's going to have probably not a great completion percentage, but we're there for the explosive plays, and we've seen that. Yes. And hopefully, it's, hopefully, it's just been bad luck with the injuries, but. Um, I don't know. For some reason, it's just less exciting to show up on Sunday and watch Gardner Minshew, even though the team's, I think the team's a lot better. A lot. The coaching is so much better right now. Like the, the roster isn't top tier in the league, but the coaching has allowed them to play up a level. And um, they've, I think they've sealed some holes on that team. They're, they're, they're competitive and they're going to be competitive with everybody, I think, but. Yeah. They're just not going to be ugly. With yeah. Gardner. <laughs> Anthony Richardson's got the like we saw early in that Houston game, like he he could have the ability if he gets going early in the in a game to just absolutely demoralize somebody. And Gardner Minshew just doesn't have that. We saw it in the Rams game when he led the twenty three point comeback. Anthony Richardson was out there making plays outside the pocket. Like making some throws where like if Pat Mahomes had done it, it'd be all over Twitter. Garner Minshew ain't going to give you those plays. So it is a trade-off. I, I think the Colts are definitely in the mix for playoffs here because um, that's what we're doing here. We're ranking them wild card hopeful. But I, 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 if Anthony Richardson was playing the rest of the season or Garner Minshew, I think I'd still put him here either way. I'd just rather watch it happen with Anthony Richardson. Let's move on. Let's knock out Seattle a couple. Hawks. There we go. Let's go. Let's try to abbreviate this so we can get onto your bets. Yeah, yeah, Seattle Seahawks. Um, where are they at here? In the, in the contender category. Contender or playoff hopeful. One of those two. Wild card hopeful? Yeah, I don't think they're meh. They're not meh. The Patriots are in the Caleb Williams running. Yeah, for sure. I think so. Yeah. Dead, dead trash heap. Yeah, that team's going to turn over. It's going to be a whole new team next year. pile of shit. Yeah. Raiders, I'm meh. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Oh, hard man, easy man. I'm, I'm, I'm bottom. You think Caleb Williams? Um, yeah. Did you I, watch Monday? Yeah, I watched way too to much watch. of it. Oh, it's terrible. Really? Yeah, it's really bad. I'm mad. I'm not. I mean, as long as they're in at least meh, I'm good. All right, we'll do meh. Packers. I'm meh on the Packers. Same. Same. Uh, the Browns. Wild card hopeful. Oh, God, that's a tough division. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, the Steelers are going to And then I think Watson might be out again this week. It's just, it's not. Watson's not, not practicing still. Chubb's not back for the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. defense is, the defense is so tough, though. Like this week against the Niners, I thought, like before I even looked at the over under, I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be the ugliest game of the week. Like, do not turn this game on your television because yeah. the, the, the Browns defense is going to slow down the Niners. But the Browns ain't gonna be able to do anything on offense. No. Yeah, I, I, I'm mad on the on the Browns. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Fine with it. L, L.A. Rams. I am. Ooh, I like them as a playoff contender. Really? Well, I, I was gonna card, say wild card hopeful, but we need more playoff teams. So if you can make a yeah, good argument, I, let's I put like them in the there. Rams as a playoff contender. I mean, Cooper Cup is back. He's the best weapon in football. 
outside of like Christian McCaffrey and it shows, I mean, Matt Stafford is going to throw for 5,000 yards this year. And the only thing lacking right now is touchdowns. And he will, those will come around for sure. He has three good weapons now on offense. I, I think the Rams and they're, they're showing that they're capable enough with good coaching on defense. I think the Rams are going to hit a stride and, and keep going this year. I, I really like what the Rams are, are doing. I can see it with, with, Cup's return with Puka Nakua's emergence. like Oh, my God. Yeah, it is what we thought it would be. We said that it would be one of the best tandems, and it will continue to be one of the best tandems. Uh, Corey, I think you meant to put them in playoff team, but you put them in the wrong bracket. Who? The Rams. Oh, we're saying playoff team. Yeah, they're playoff team. Okay, love it. So how many do we have in playoff team? We have six... Teams that we've labeled as playoff teams. We have three Super Bowl contenders, so that's nine playoff teams total. And then we've got seven teams as wild card hopefuls. I can live with that. So I think that's, that's a good mix. I can live with that. Hey, and Daniel, got a lot what, are you, of, what are you doing with your face, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness, goodness. I think he disconnected. How much do you want to bet Daniel doesn't get his face fixed before we move on to the next segment? I would bet a lot of money on that. Best bets of the week. Welcome back to best bets of the week. This is a segment where Daniel and I square off every single week. We each pick four games of the NFL slate. I pick four spreads. Daniel takes four over unders and we battle it out to the end of the season. We keep track of our record and the loser at the end of the season has to take a bunch of shots on the Super Bowl podcast. It's going to be a lot of fun. The race is tight right now. The race is really tight. Uh, Daniel was two and two last week. Um, a neutral record there, but I had an absolute shithole of a week. Went zero, three, and one. Um, the plus two really messed me up on the te- – it was Texans plus two with the Falcons. Falcons kicked a field goal to win. By the time Sunday came around, that line actually had moved to plus two and a half, and I bet plus two and a half on Sunday, and I got the win. But if you're listening to the podcast and you place your bet – that day you pushed that bet, unfortunately. So oh three and one for me. Record on the season for me is ten nine and one. We're over five hundred. Daniel's nine ten and one. So the race is close. We're damn near at zero zero. It's time to lock it in and start getting some of these bets right and try to shift these records to three and one. Um, I made an executive decision right before the segment to change one of my bets, Tony. Hopefully this doesn't mess you up. No, you're good. You're good. Um, but I have, I originally have the Commanders plus two and a half in Atlanta. Scratch that. Um, that's a, a really dirty game between two Met teams like we just talked about. I'm going to switch that bet to the 49ers minus, minus six and a half at the Browns. I know we just talked about this being a really dirty game. But if Deshaun Watson's not playing in this football game, that Cleveland offense looked absolutely atrocious last week. And there's no way they can keep up with the 49ers. I think the over-under is like 37. This this game could be 35 to 3. Um, 34 to 3. There you go. There's the under. Um, I'm going to take the 49ers minus 6.5 at the Browns as my first game of the week. And I am in London. The Ravens and the Titans squared off. The over-under is 41. I... I don't know. Both of these teams, defense seems to be their strength right now. I feel like the Ravens are going to try and find a way to take Hopkins out of the game. They usually don't let Derrick Henry, you know, dominate them. And then the Ravens offense, when their receivers actually catch the ball, have looked decent. But uh, lately, not so much. I'm going to bet with the travel and the variables there, playing super early, the time difference, all that is going to affect these teams enough to where this might be sort of an ugly defensive battle. I'm going to take under 41. All right, my second game of the week, I've got uh, the Panthers are traveling to Miami to play the Dolphins. We just talked about Miami briefly there, whether they're Super Bowl contender or not. Um, we don't know, but we do know the Miami Dolphins can put up points. Uh, but so can the Panthers. So we've got to be careful here and make sure we make the right decision because 
if the Panthers can keep up, it could be a close game. With that being said, let me check. Do we guys? Do we know is Bryce Young playing this week? Um, uh, let me just check one more thing before I lock this in. I think Bryce Young is playing. Yeah. Bryce Young's playing football. I'm taking the Miami Dolphins minus 13 and a half at the Panthers. No, Miami's at home. Um, Miami had another good game last week. I think they're going to keep it rolling. Panthers are a bottom feeder, like we said. I am not a fan of the way Frank Reich was carrying himself in his press conferences this week. He looks like a beat-down dog. And I think the the uh, young coach and Mike McDaniel is going to come in and do a little dance around him, win by 13 and a half points or more. Daniel, are you gone again? Daniel's computer has gotten the best of him, and I don't know where he went, but we waited around for a while. I'm going to step in and pick up Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Uh, these are two teams that, man, I wish I knew exactly what Daniel was thinking here. So I'm here's what we're doing. I am stepping in and reading Daniel's picks for him and telling you why I think he made these picks. The over and under was at 46 and a half for Indianapolis at Jacksonville, and Daniel chose the under. Here's what I expect his thought process was. This is going to be a ground first game that relies heavily on the defense and quite frankly, it's not going to be a very exciting game. With Gardner Minshew, the things that, that Daniel said before, we're going to be methodical about controlling the ball. It's going to be an ownership game of that ball in the time clock. And because of that, because we don't see these big splash plays that we were hoping for with Anthony Richardson, although it is still possible with Jacksonville, Daniel chose the under at 46 and a half. And I'll just, I guess, on the fly, that's where I'm going with that. Love it. Um, third game of the week for me, I've got the Saints minus one and a half at the Texans. Um, I think a lot of people are pretty high on the Texans right now. Everybody, everybody's loving C.J. Stroud. Um, I will say C.J. Stroud's look pretty good. Uh, he's pretty productive with the ball. But he is playing Derek Carr. And even though the Saints offense hasn't looked great this year, uh, I believe they're going to find their stride at some point. Derek Carr is a way better quarterback than the way he's looked. He's got Alvin Kamara back. I think they're going to find their stride here. The Saints should be a better team than the Texans. Um, this is more of a pick em at one and a half. I'm going to take the Saints to win this ball game, and I think they get it done by more than one and a half. Daniel did not have that game on his slate. Next up for him was Detroit at Tampa Bay. Can you guys hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, all right. Okay, Grandpa Bob. God. <laughs> okay, listen. I wish I knew. Let's let's Someone recap. Must have hit something out here. Let's recap for a second. You, I just went over your Indianapolis at Jacksonville under forty six and a half. Yep. My thought was ground-based game. You talked about a methodical uh, offense that's the Indianapolis is controlling the ball the best they can. There is some big play potential out of Jacksonville, but it's not really likely with the way that the Indianapolis defense has been stepping up lately because of that under 46 and a half. Yeah, I mean, look at the last few games that Jacksonville's played. Look at the look at the last couple like look at the Ravens game that Gardner Minshew played. I mean, I'm just picturing just a slower moving game. And 46 and a half still is not that low. I mean, there's going to be some scoring in this game. But just like we said, Gardner Minshew is a methodical offensive, like just get your short passes, get the get the drive rolling, and then let the plays kind of happen. But, yeah, you said it all. Um, my next game, Lions at Tampa Bay. There I it is. I really like this game. Um, the Lions, you know, they're – they have the offensive capability to put up some points for sure, even without Jameer Gibbs, who they hate worse than DeAndre Swift, um, because they have their bell cow running back, who's the best in the league. Uh, David Montgomery versus Zach Moss, who's better? David, Ooh, that's Montgomery. a tough one. That's it's a tough one, I, but Montgomery's tough, the better. They're back. both like they're both like top five backs in the history of the NFL, but. Um, 
the Lions, I think they'll be able to put up some points on the Bucks, and the Bucks will be able to do the same. The Lions, like we mentioned, lost their lost one of their starting corners. Um, you know, Baker's not look bad with with Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin, kind of putting this offense together. I think Baker, by the end of the year, we'll be talking about him being a being a quarterback for the Bucks for a few years, actually. Um, so I, I really like this game, and it was only at 43 and a half. So I didn't really know what was going on there, but I like the over on that. Right on guys. Could Baker be a comeback player of the year candidate? Yep. Yeah. If they make a playoff uh, run, they, okay, wait, <laughs> I hear you laughing, Daniel. And immediately I went from, yeah, he could be a comeback player of the year candidate. So no, he fucking you were, can't. You were, it went right over your head. Because like, oh, that yeah, no, that's jackass. Do the sound effect. Do the sound effect. Tomorrow I am one. <laughs> I just really, really, really hope, really hope that Aaron Rodgers plays one snap this year. So Did he Demar can be, got, so he, he got a comeback player of the year last year. <laughs> Your turn. Um, all right, guys. Last game of the week. The Seahawks travel to Cincinnati. Okay. We've been on the Bengals all year. We thought we thought we thought it was comeback time. Last week, last week we flipped. We went to the Cardinals and they beat the fucking shit out of the Cardinals. I knew that was a bad idea, but I wasn't going to be the one to tell you, Corey. That was a terrible. They didn't bet. actually. They didn't. The Cardinals competed in that game. They're going to compete in yeah, every they, game, but they won by. They lost they by like fourteen. We it was like a fourteen point game, which is a blowout in NFL standards. Well, okay, the Bengals scored again late to put it away, but yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that was a close game. God, the Seahawks are fucking tough, man. I'm going to regret doing this, but Bengals are back. Joe Burrow's oh! back. Bengals at home against Seattle. Seattle's traveling across the country. The Bengals are back at home. Joe Burrow's back. Who day? Who dat? Bengals minus three. <laughs> Wait, so who is who? Which one of the Saints? What? One's who day and the other one's who dat, right? The Saints is the Saints is who day. No, who dat is the Saints. Who day is the Bengals? Are we sure that's right? Uh not sure. No. <laughs> this doesn't I'm, sound right. Who day. They both they both sound stupid. It was right. Fuck. Yeah. Who day is the Bengals? I was right. And you gaslighted me into thinking I was wrong. Okay, no, it goes. It was who dat, who dat, who dat think they're gonna beat them Saints. That's yeah, because that was like what they were running whenever the Colts played them in the Super Bowl. They were running, they were running around fucking don't, New Orleans. We don't need to talk about that game. Shit. Don't talk about that game. Anyway, uh, my last game of the week, Cardinals going to the L.A. Rams, and I feel like this is going to be a game, and Vegas knows it. I talked about me liking the Rams and them, them showing what they're, they're all about. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. The defenses are the problem on both sides of the ball. Um, and I think Josh Dobbs doesn't look that bad, honestly. Uh, no. And Josh Dobbs doesn't look bad. Did he say if, did he say if he was going over or under? <laughs> did he get it out? <laughs> I'll tell you, he's going over 48 and a half. He's going over 48 and a half. Josh Dobbs, you know, he's a baller. Doesn't look that bad. A hairless baller, but he's a baller. Um, oh, the poor guy. <laughs> I think we I'm just, sorry. I think, I think we just, we just call it there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You guys aren't going to hear why we love. I think he did say it was his, one of his favorite games of the week. Cardinals or Rams, <laughs> and then he gets shit on. Okay, so here's uh, I, oh oh we got movement over there, Danny, Grandpa oh, Danny, are you there? My back. Oh, you're back. Oh my God, you're back. Can we can we please end this? <laughs> Cardinals Rams take the over. It's gonna be a game. Forty eight and a half over. Holy yeah, shit! I realized that I was just talking to myself for three minutes. <laughs> 
I'm just sitting here like just, you know, just talking, saying stuff. And then I'm like, yeah. And I look back and you two are frozen and I'm just getting nothing. I'm like, yep, that's awesome. Again. Oh my God. What a, what a fucking episode tonight, boys. What a show. Daniel, you, you came in hot and we're, we're leaving hot. We're too. All right. Yeah. Okay. Totally fine. Take the over on Rams Cardinals. I think it's going to be one of the games of the week. Hey, I, I've got three bouncing picks. back this week. I got three picks this week, guys. I did three, not four. Over 43 and a half. Detroit Lions at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Minus seven, San Francisco 49ers at Cleveland Browns. Corey, that was the swap I needed because I was looking at the Washington pick of yours and I wanted to go with Washington, but I just couldn't hit the button. And then when you, yeah. when you took them off and you put the Niners on at minus seven, I'll fucking take it. I should make it minus 10. But I'm not, I'm not going to. I'm going to make it minus seven. And Miami Dolphins, this was, a, this was a line that I did move to minus nine and a half originally before we started the show. I'm glad I didn't submit the bet, though, because your confidence in Miami made me stick with the line so that I wasn't losing any money here. Um, minus 13 and a half, Lions. I'm sorry, Dolphins at Panthers. Uh, plus 587, my $10 weekly bet will pay out $60 and 87 cents, and it's been placed. And Daniel's texting us now. He's, he's got. He's left. He's left. That, the, he's actually left the building. He's walked out of the room. He's over it. But he's still here. I can see his video feed. So it, I think there's more going on than maybe his internet. It's. You see me? Yeah, we can see you. What the hell is going on? I don't even have Discord up. I came back in. <laughs> you can't just close Discord. You have to leave the call, you idiot. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.